Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Hello? Hey. Hey. So, Chris Pine, huh? Chris Pine? Yeah. What about him? I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. What, what is it about him, Shantae? I don't know. He got, a, he, he, got a head like, he got a head like a light bulb. <laughs> 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 I meant to have Stephanie on here, too, to ask her questions about the last show, but... Um, <clears throat> Mm, mm. I learned a lot last episode, and I, I feel closer to y'all now, and I feel like we can um, finally start oh, doing... Joe Button? Well, it's always been fuck Joe Button, but um, I, I just feel like now we can finally start doing ratchet shit with our friends. <laughs> I, I feel I mean, like... He is, he is attractive. <laughs> Who, Joseph Button? Sadly. It's sad that he's attractive. Joseph because, Button? Yeah, he's attractive. He's an attractive man. Yeah. I mean, he not it's like he not ugly. Like there's he not, he not he like he not like fine as hell, but he got something. Like, I told you he look like he lit gooch or something. I don't know. He's he he look like he he's attractive. Joe Button has a face of a make creative player from NBA 2K16. Like, I don't know what it is. When he turns sideways, his face just goes further out. Like, it's a 3D, like that sonogram you get in 3D of your baby, that first shot. He got that first shot face. <laughs> well, the shots. I, mean, I can't, I can't call it. You know, he's just, he's not ugly. I feel like if it was somebody that you saw in the mall or the grocery store and he you approached like- you. In a positive way and everything, and not being shitty. Something See, you've a woman already said so receptive. many things. You've already said so many things to just discount Joe Button. Well, yeah, that's because I don't fuck with Joe. I'm not gonna like be like, oh yeah, Joe Button. Oh man, yeah. Like no, but I mean, I'm just saying, as far as just like just aesthetics alone, if he approached a woman and was like, hey, how you doing? Or you look nice today? Or I like that dress? Or I like your hair? Or something? A woman might be receptive to that we have a uh like his regular speaking voice isn't like shrill or annoying or anything it's like a nice tone that i think a lot of people would be receptive to so you know it's like if you know you fuck with your button you fuck with your button i guess but i mean (laughs) i like aesthetics alone i don't think anybody's gonna be like joe button like but yeah that's he yeah, that's exactly. So, so we talking about my secret baby daddy tonight? Or? Oh, is that where we're at? Because in all honesty, I I feel like before y'all go in on your love for Joe Button, I feel like Joe Button's ringtone is pump it up. I feel like well, he, we don't we don't we don't love Joe Button. We love no. how he looks. Yeah, we lust. We don't love. He, he's still a piece of shit. He's using the we wrong L word here. We think he is a terrible human being, but uh. Physically, like Shantae said, if you take away 
if you had absolutely no idea of his who he is, and he approached you, you would be like, "Hey, <laughs> when are we going to fuck? Thanks." Yeah, it, yeah. it's like <laughs> all in the mall bathroom. <laughs> I feel like Joe would be the one to approach you, like, "Hey, nice foot. Hey, nice toes." She mad because he ain't putting his dick in her box. <laughs> yeah. So, um, single simulcast episode three twenty nine. We're or three thirty. I'm sorry, three twenty nine happened while I was out at my birthday party, uh, turning all the way up. Um, Wasn't Shantae, you just at a basketball game? Well, for the Friday, but oh. the whole weekend was my birthday. That's the way it works, isn't it? Especially when you're see me personally, I'm blessed. Um, my birthday is always either on or the Friday before Martin Luther King Day. So I'm always getting a four-day weekend out of my birthday, or I'm just taking a whole week off if for some reason it's in the middle of the week because I don't fuck with people like that. Right. So this time around, my birthday was on the Friday. I had a basketball game, which I think we lost. That sucked. But other than that, weekend was wonderful. Um, I did stuff I wouldn't usually do, like talk to people for a long time. Uh, face to face. I'm was... not going that far for my birthday this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the things we do for uh, family. Um, and then after they, everybody left, I went and saw uh, gla- or yeah, I went and saw Glass at the movie theater. Uh, Glass, I I really enjoyed it. A lot of folks have said that it was uh, not what they expected, that it was boring or whatever it may have been to them. But for me, I thought it was a perfect ending to a trilogy. And that nigga made sure you knew this is the end of this. I'm not doing this anymore. So I, I thought out of a out of, out of a scale of ten, I probably give it a seven. You know, oh, okay. um, which for an M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie, that's that's saying something. So. Um, I thought that it closed out the series well. I thought that uh, he made sure to look back on the first two movies and give them respect. I thought it was brilliant. But everybody else was like, this shit's boring. And I was like, y'all two used to Marvel. Like, M. Night ain't gonna write no Marvel movie. He don't know how. <laughs> if you gave him the option to write a Marvel movie, he'd put like some mythical unicorn in the middle of it that would just be like a secret ending and it would be like bitch why is there a secret ending in a in a in a superhero movie that's not after the credits and you'd be like that's just M Night getting down you got to let him cook um but it was cool you should 
I definitely say if you seen the first two, I, if you saw Split I, and you yeah, saw Unbreakable. I, I enjoyed the first two. You you it, like it. Uh, Trust me. I think you'd really dig it. Like, so a I'm lot sure. of folks were like, it, it dragged on for the first half of the movie. And there was no action. Like it, but there was no action in Unbreakable except for that those couple of scenes. It's mostly just expository. It's him talking. It's them talking, and then things happen. But it was dope. James McAvoy is a phenomenal actor, and uh, his roles were—he played them to a T. Like it was dope. I really enjoyed it. Well, yeah, in the previous movie, he did an amazing job. He so. does even more this time because I think he pulls out like six more personalities. Oh, okay. So, really, yeah. check it out. Let me know what you think. Unless you don't like it, at which point, let me know why you don't like it, and then I'll be like, huh? Okay, that's your opinion. We cool. We cool. By the way, um, Candace and and Triller here from uh, Ratchet Ramblings and the. Flawless Voices Network. Which one of y'all want to tell them something about yourselves? And, oh, and Gay Side Stories. Which one of y'all want to tell them something about yourself and tell them something about your shows? Plural. Because y'all are in a network now. The, the floor we, is yours. We are capitalizing off our own talent in 2019. Mm-hmm. That is a very key thing for us and why we decided to start Flawless Noises. We had a uh, a bigger vision in mind for ourselves as as shows and ultimately as a network. And Curtis is one of my good friends going back to, I want to really say like 2009-ish, 2009-2010-ish is how long we've been, we've been friends. And so it just made sense. It, it made sense to push ourselves to not do what's just comfortable anymore. So that's that's where Flawless Noises came from. And, you know, we appreciate uh, CSPN for giving Ratchet Ramblings and Not So Newlywed, Mama Meets World, um, Crown and Collars, a home for the time that it did. But we have a, we are ready to spread our wings. So that's that's what led to that. And then you know us, if you've ever listened, if you watch reality TV, you ever listen to Ratchet Ramblers, you know us. You know we ain't shit. <laughs> like, you, you know. <laughs> you know what you're getting, and you're going to continue to get that. If you listen, if you haven't had a chance, you should listen to Gay Side Stories, where you are getting um, conversation from the straight from the community, not from people who feel like they're allies, but voices straight from the community which is important and um yeah that's that's where we're at with this could have said it better myself so um i'm looking at the oscars which comes on in 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 february and usually i don't pay attention to the oscars i don't pay attention to the nominees and all that good stuff but this year you know black panthers in the running and so i was like okay i'll check and then i watched the movie the favorite which i thought was freaking phenomenal and vice and i've seen a lot of movies this year so i'm kind of invested um i don't really want to talk about the nominees so much i want to talk about the folks who didn't get nominated uh folks who got shunned if you will uh from the oscars when i thought that they did phenomenal acting jobs this year and need to be recognized 
Um, for starters, uh, Chrisette Michelle. I feel like she should have been nominated for uh, acting like she's still shocked that black folks don't fuck with her. Um, <laughs> um, I think she's perfect in playing the role of somebody who's like, I don't know why they, they I was just trying to bridge the gap. Um, she she's nobody, perfect in the role of clueless buzzard. Exactly, I agree. <laughs> perfect in the role as a uh, white woman. You are not white, so this is not going to work out in your favor. If you were a white woman, then you might get the leeway you're looking for. But you are black, and therefore, um, nobody cares. I mean, yeah. we tried to tell you. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what more, you know, she wants. She doubled down when we tried to tell her, like, hey, sis, get the, get the bag another way. It's, it's some other ways out there. 75 grand was not um, enough to sacrifice your integrity. Um, she lived off that for maybe a, a, a year, maybe. Who knows? And now she's living off it for the rest of her life. Yeah. I mean, I saw some pictures from like a concert and it was like six people in there, literally. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, when you waiting for the parents to file in at your kid's school concert or some shit like it, it was. I don't know if more people trickled in, but I doubt it. Uh, you did it to yourself. Well, I don't know what you want us to say. I wonder if, if Diamond and Silk were in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't like nigger music. That. I mean, she she just never had the type of sound where she should have tried to align herself with the Trump administration, because oh. his 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 fan base, his supporting audience, they don't give a fuck about you and uh, a couple of forevers or whatever the fuck the song was called. They don't care about that shit. And, and uh, the article that I read, which was in the Washington Post this past uh, week, if I remember correctly, tried so hard. They tried. God bless the media. When they really want to do something, they tried their doggondest. And they just tried to paint her in the right light. Like, hey, she got some random black choir director to sing and sang his song and um, just wore a dashiki and... Uh, just did everything she could to be as black as possible while no black people were watching and just didn't understand. I don't, I don't understand. And then when she unfortunately had a miscarriage, she blamed y'all niggas and took a picture that wasn't the picture of her miscarriage, but took a picture of a miscarriage and posted it on her Instagram page. Yeah, she did. I forgot about that. And was like, this is you. That's why I think she should get the role for greatest villain who didn't mean to be a villain. She was just, she was Killmonger. <laughs> she didn't know she was the villain. She thought she was doing something good for everybody. Ooh. <clears throat> I think I may have misinterpreted that because I went to a very dark place. Ooh. Maybe well, I just have a fucked up sense of humor. <laughs> hey, I do too. Where'd you go? No, we're not going there. That's terrible. <laughs> we're not doing that. I'm awful, but I'm not that awful. <laughs> so, this I'm only at 36% now. I'm not at 57% anymore, so I have to chill. I'm going to let you keep charging up, and we're going we gonna to double back to that conversation later on down the line. <laughs> Second nominee for uh, Best Actress 
If you say Michelle Rodriguez, I'm gonna run off this, uh, run down the stairs. I was gonna say Taraji P Henson. Oh, mm. yo, mm. she she is a dingbat. <laughs> she is a dingbat. Like she put she put that hashtag that mute Harvey Weinstein hashtag as if saying mute Harvey Weinstein would have been relevant as far as the as far as trying to address whatever you know trying to hold him accountable on social media or whatever the fuck it made zero sense like somebody was like is does Harvey Weinstein have an album coming out or something like it made zero sense for mute Harvey Weinstein to even be a hashtag. Meanwhile, if you look at Harvey Weinstein as a hashtag, motherfuckers are talking about him just like they're talking about mute R. Kelly. So, and and Harvey Weinstein is in court, unlike right R. Kelly at this point. So she's a she's a dingbat. Uh, you know, when can we have a real conversation about most of her movies and most of the roles she's been in have not been good? She's had some here and there. But I mean, she she came along at a time where she was willing to take roles that greater black actresses were not in the mood for. Mm. You know, Regina King, Halle Berry, and some others. And, and, and it opened up a lot of doors for her because they knew of nothing else. They could default to her tra- taking a trash role. See Proud Mary. Um... Mm. <laughs> So it's just kind of like uh, uh, she gets a lot of country that she doesn't deserve. Uh, she's been a dingbat. Um, so I'm not at all surprised about this. I'm just surprised that uh, she let her freak flag fly when it came to being a silly bitch and just was all out in the open with it. I mean, she screen recorded it like she had something. Yeah. Uh, like she, like she, it was just like gotcha, like gotcha, all you motherfuckers who's up here trying to be against R. Kelly, and it's just like, bitch, you're an idiot. You like you, like you, wild, dumb, right now. Bitch is a bozo. One of my favorite <laughs> words. Bitch is just a whole bozo with a with a wig bob. This is like why niggas need weed carriers who could just be like, I don't think you should hit send on that. Yeah, and then and then Most- gonna. And, and then gonna clarify like R. Kelly is guilty and all blah 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 blah. It's like bitch, you should have said that first. That's why I tweeted. It's like imagine if you had just said this shit first. Like people would have. Imagine if you would have just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That 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 would have been key. Like I mean, at this point, it's like just shut up. Most celebrities don't need to have access to their social media accounts. I'm gonna be honest. I can only think of like a couple, and that's Will Smith and Missy. Those are the only people that should, the only celebrities that should be allowed to run their own social media accounts. Everybody else is fucking stupid. I'm I'm just gonna say for the record that the only clarification I like is butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, I'm, I'm looking now. She had hidden figures, which was wonderful. It was good. It was it was a good movie, but I mean, acrimony was shit. Well, acrimony was trash. Acrimony was trash. trash. Proud Mary, I saw it twice just to make sure that I was supporting it, but it was trash. Uh, Proud Mary was one of those I want to be. I called it Johnisha Wick. Um, and I just want to point out again, 
I just want to point out again that if 30 niggas walk into a room and 29 of them die, the 30th one should have left already. Yeah, you got to call that Janisha Willis. You got to give it a real black name. Mm -hmm. Janisha Jenkins. (laughs) Think like a man, too. Trash. Ralph breaks the internet. Think like a man. Baby boy. I hate you, Jody. I could do bad all by myself. This is fucked up. The Karate Kid. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button was cool. The yeah. Best she was in that? Yeah. She was his mama, wasn't she? Basically, yes. Like, she uh, was the one, you know, the whole thing, the, the old-looking baby is on the porch, and Taraji P. Henson is the character that finds the baby and mm, takes care, you know, oh, and, and okay. basically takes care of the baby, raises the baby or whatever. Hustling Flow. From the rough, I have no fucking idea what that one is. It has to be golf. The family to praise, which was good because of the part where the mom stands up and karate bitch slaps her daughter, who was a fucking asshole all the way through that movie. (sighs) Taken from me. I don't know any of these movies. I don't know her. Term Life, Smoking Aces, Larry Crown, Four Brothers, Date Night. That was, was that good? (laughs) Date night. Date night. That was that was Tina Fey and Steve Carell. Yeah, I've seen. I don't remember her in it either. No, she was a cop. That's what it was. She was like she wasn't like big, big, big in the movie. You know, there was Common and whatever white cop he was with, and they were, and she was like some upper level police officer. So she would kind of jump in, and then you know you would see Common and the other cop basically lying to her as they're trying to get Steve Carell and Tina Fey. So she was like some type of sergeant, lieutenant, captain, whatever the fuck. Oh, nobody. So nobody. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. She was cop number three. <laughs> Madly Madagascar, not easily broken, the good doctor, nobody's fool, seasons of love, talk to me. What the fuck are these movies? She well, only... me was with, with, with Don Jeetle. Yeah, that's two. There's only like four good movies on this list. And she's done a lot. I'm still scrolling. Yeah, Which, nah. Let's be honest. If she hadn't played What's Her Face from, if she hadn't played Cookie. Yeah. Cookie saved her. R. Kelly's going to kill her again. And it wasn't that far of a fall. Imagine if you would have just shut the fuck up and right. got your star on the Walk of Fame right. without a bunch of controversy surrounding it. Because, I mean, look, let, let's really look at all the goodwill she burned through on one Instagram post. Before this, the one thing that was trending about Taraji, other than her new movie that was coming out, was the fact that she opened up a mental health uh, care uh, thing for black women. That was what I saw on Facebook and Twitter more which, than anything else. Which is hypocrisy at its best to go and make a post like that after having opened up uh, a mental health facility for women of color which as we know all of our Kelly victims are women of color Mm -hmm. (laughs) many of them to this day are still suffering from his abuse both mental physical emotional sexual so I just you know like you said she unraveled the chance at a great legacy with one Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Problem is, so many of these folks have been listening to Little Duvall. 
they're out there singing that Living My Best Life song and the whole world's just falling around them. They're like, I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. Oh, I think you should. I think you should go back and forth with us about whether or not this is a good idea, Erica Badu. Who's the next nominee on my mm -hmm. list uh, for supporting actress? I always had a problem with people getting up during their concert and telling other people that they don't care about their opinion, but you're speaking your opinion that nobody paid to hear. Nigga, we paid you. You should care about our opinion a lot. And to step up there and be like, R. Kelly, what if one of the people R. Kelly allegedly attacked, attacked somebody else? Are we going to cancel them too? Nigga, yes. Yeah. Was that, was that a difficult question? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. We're talking about Erica Bozo. This bitch been a bozo. There's nothing. I wasn't surprised to, to hear that that was the route she went. I was surprised to hear that the concert goers in Chicago was like, boo, bitch, get up out of here. Uh, when Chicago is fed up with R. Kelly, it's time for you to reevaluate the hill you dying on. Because mm -hmm. Chicago protected that monster for a long time. They're at the point of never again, no more, mute this motherfucker. He can't perform in his own hometown and all this other shit. I mean, you need to really take heed to that. Because this monster was protected for decades by people in the community of Chicago. Friends, family, teachers, uh, staff, backup singers, backup dancers, road managers, band members, all this kind of shit. Everybody is saying no more, no more. Fuck him, expose him. We done. So you need to, you need to do the same thing, or just shut the fuck up and come sing the old ass songs and go about your day. Yay yo, yay yo. Here's my thoughts about R. Kelly. I don't have any. Yay yo, yay. That's all. That's all that had to be done. Could have been so easy. It could have. Like, I don't think people believe in just shutting the fuck up. Nope. Like, if I shut the fuck up, this might happen to me. No, if you shut the fuck up, nothing's going to happen to you. I was so ready to go see her movie. I was so ready. Not because it looked particularly hilarious, but because I have cinema and I can see a movie a day for free. And that was on the list. Let you bitch. I'm, if you ever happen to come across this podcast, Taraji and Erica, I'm bootlegging the shit out of what men want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all on my favorite sites watching that shit. I don't give a fuck if somebody is walking through the, with their popcorn. You're not getting a dime. You're not getting a dime for me. I don't give a fuck if somebody kid in there crying talking about mommy bathroom nothing. I am not spending a dime of my money to see that fucking movie now and I wanted to see it I was excited to see it because I like what women want and then the previews from this looked funny but now nothing fuck you you mean so what you looking for is the one where the nigga turned the camera to himself and's like I've seen this part three times watch this yep. <laughs> that's exactly it and that'll be just fine what a bootlegger wants <laughs> <laughs> In the middle, it just cuts off and goes hella fuzzy because they had to shove their phone back in their pocket and shit. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Here's what's happening. <laughs> Who are you whispering to? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. No, I'll pass. Yeah, I'll pass on it. 
I just still she was she was so adamant that what she was saying something. It just I was like, okay, bitch. Then then the follow up, the tweet with the with the kissy faces, I, I was like, Oh yeah, this is really genuine. He deserved to be muted. Kiss, kiss, kissy face. But that's the thing. It's like read the room. Like you can't like people are uh, completely appalled at R. Kelly. Like even if you feel like okay, these people are out of pocket, you don't agree, whatever. Read the room. People are appalled from left to right. Why would you want to jump into the fray with your stupid shit? You like you said, you could just shut the fuck up. You could have lied and made it look good and just said, oh man, you know, you could have been an opportunist and just, you know, took advantage and just tried to jump in and say, all you gotta do is just say, yeah, R. Kelly's guilty. And because the bar is so low, as far as people, you know, showing support for shit, people just would have been like, yeah, you're right. And you, you know, you just slide away. You don't even have to do anything. All you gotta do is just say some shit. And people yeah. will be, people will, you know, will support you behind that. They'll, they'll, ride for you and say, well, they, she said something, blah, 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 blah. Well, when your chakras are in Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> when Mercury is in Gatorade, these things will happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just so, it's so much. And not like, again, seeing highly successful, highly visible people on the, on the come up, to see them just knock themselves back down into the gutter over our fucking Kelly like we're not even we're not talking about '90s R. Kelly, right? We're not we're not talking about 12 play R. Kelly, or we're not talking about Chocolate Factory R. Kelly. We're talking about the R. Kelly whose music has been so lackluster that it couldn't even get people to overlook the bullshit he's been doing. Because that's what happened with uh, Chocolate Factory, I believe, or something like that. With, yeah, that's what Step in the Name of Love was on. It was such a good album that people completely forgot what he was being accused of and what he was going to court for and what he was in jail for. He hasn't been like that in a very long fucking time. So I don't see any reason to try to go to bat for him at this point. There's no, there's no, you don't benefit from it. He don't have a record label home no more. He didn't been evicted from his houses in Atlanta and Chicago. He done been evicted from that goddamn studio where he holding them girls captive. He don't have shit. Not only are you, do you not read the room, you are just incredibly fucking stupid to be going to bat for somebody who cannot do shit for you because you've gone to bat for him. I just wanted to hear the voicemail where he called her and uh, said you shouldn't arrive for me anymore because they gave me the boot boot. <laughs> Sorry. You worked hard on that one, Rashawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, running my hand through my fro, ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, it's just really. <laughs> oh gosh, sorry, sorry. I have a whole song in my head right now, but I'm not gonna sing it because I'm trying. The last uh, Oscar nominee I have is for that white boy who was wearing the Make America Great Again hat uh, in front of the Native uh, Native American 
uh, gentleman screaming in his face and shit, and then immediately turn into a, a purebred, uh, clean-cut, uh, 13-year-old boy who was like, I don't know why everybody is so upset. Is my voice cracking? I've been working on making sure it does that. I just want. I, I wish I had more for 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 Trumpers, but I I don't. I'm, I just fuck them. Just really, they they are deliberate in what they do. They are complicit in how they're behaving, how they're moving. And the the only way to humble them is to get him out of office. So, you know, we have to make sure he does not get a second term. Or else we really don't have to start knucking and bucking. The problem is, niggas are still not agreeing on who to support and who not to support in any other party. Uh, when the whole thing should just be anybody but Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's a dangerous proposition within itself, but nothing can be more dangerous than Donald Trump. I mean, we're only two years in. Nigga, America's falling so far off the map right now. We are literally below Division Three prospects. Like, don't nobody like us right now. We, nobody wants to fuck with America. We're getting laughed at. And it's only two years. It feels like so much more. So much stuff has changed within these two years. And it's just getting worse. And another thing, fuck you to that congressman who sent out the tweet talking about this is the first time that a group of people have been, been forced to work without pay in American history. You can kiss my ass, good sir. My great, 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 great granddaddy said to tell you that shit. So, yeah. But yeah. Fuck everybody who came out talking about in regards to R. Kelly. They were like, where were the parents? I mean, the brat said that too, by the way. I just want to point that out real quick. Well, she's proven over and over again that she's a bozo. So that's not surprising yeah, that's at all. It's a... <laughs> It's a valid question, but the way you are framing it to be more valid than placing the blame on R. Kelly is what's bothersome to me about that. Um, because there's a conversation to be had about why those parents may have looked the other way for, for the sake of money or whatever the case may be. They thought their kids would get a lucrative uh, record deal and, you know, they wouldn't have to work two or three jobs, but... Again, framing it as if the parents should be held equally or more accountable than R. Kelly is very problematic for me. Mm -hmm. uh, the onus of not sleeping with teenage girls is on his big, overgrown, illiterate, can't read ass. Man, I didn't know he couldn't read, but the shit got funnier every time somebody said it. Well, when they show, I saw a video clip of K. Michelle <laughs> telling R. Kelly, uh, she said she the, her last words to R. Kelly was, he walk around with a book even though he can't read. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm just like, somebody was saying on, on Surviving R. Kelly, somebody was like, R. Kelly can't read, so how's he... 
How does he know what flight they coming in on? He can't even get his own tickets. And I'm like, it's a problem. But at the same time, I couldn't help but to laugh because there was no other light in that entire documentary. And I was just making fun of the lowest common denominator, which is that R. Kelly and Floyd Mayweather both can't read. (laughs) I think that that's all of my nominees uh, for Oscars. That didn't that got snubbed, you know. That straight up should have been on that list. I think that most likely, uh, Chrisette Michelle is never going to win again. Um, she's going to keep losing, but maybe Taraji might win. She might. I think Taraji in the end is going to be fine. Well, like I, I think like. It's, the movie comes out in April. Between February and and March. Niggas is going to be worried about Captain Marvel. Other people are going to be worried about motherfucking Infinity War. And I think her white fan base will probably carry her through. Uh, yeah, I think, I think they'll do a lot of damage control between now and April. Yeah, I just think I think there's enough time. If she had like, let's say she had did this in March, the movie's probably it's trouble. I think she got they got it's two months for more shit for somebody else to fuck up for somebody else to be mad at that person and forget about her ass and people will still go see the movie and there'll be people saying, well, you should go support a black movie and this and that and shaming people for not going and motherfuckers will go and people will go see the movie. I mean, the the only thing Taraji need to be worried about is her damn self. She's she is the only danger to her legacy because she keeps working with fucking Tyler Perry. Mm. Right, Tyler London, tell her. Right. I mean, I I haven't figured that part out yet either. But don't his movies do okay though? Like they're not like obviously quality wise or whatever. They're not like top notch cinema. But his fan, his fans go and see his movies. His movies Even, do okay the same way the masterpiece albums did okay when he sold them out of his trunk. Like I didn't hear anything kind of okay. great about Acrimony, as far as the, the I heard Acrimony was just, it was so Acrimony bad, terrible. Oh my god! I didn't even watch it. I just the reviews were so bad. That movie made me so mad. First somebody of all, said that's what happens when you. When you shoot a whole movie in three days. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just, it seemed like nobody wanted to be there. And they were just ad-libbing. Also, it seemed like I wanted my money back. And I had used cinema to go see that shit for free. Guess who got their money back? (laughs) So yeah, I definitely agree with Curtis though. She she has bigger fish to fry. Yeah, because all them Tyler Perry movies be bad. Is there any more of uh, Empire coming out? Is that show over? Is it like off the air? I mean, it should be, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that it is. Because if it's still on the air, she'll be fine. Niggas gonna forget. 
by the time they get to that third remix of whatever R&B song they write, they'll forgive her all over again. Me, personally, I've forgiven them niggas since Drip Drop. Drip Drop? Drip, 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 drop? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) A very provocative song about a leaky faucet. That shit was horrible. And every time I walk into Home Depot and I go into the uh, plumbing section, that's the first song that pops into my head and I get mad all over again. So, hey, while they playing, they need to, Nintendo needs to get that and let that be Mario's new theme song. It sounds like <laughs> the um, background music of when you have the Nintendo Wii on. I don't, I don't know. It's a whole thing for me. I like your joke better. I'm going to run with your joke. I'm going to delete my joke out. Can I do that? If I just remove a complete joke, will they know that it, would y'all listen and be like, I know where you took that joke out of. If I waited like a week before this show came out, I feel like I could get away with it. We gonna find out. So, that's The dude who, uh, the the nurse who raped, um, he needs to die. He's been found out. They did a they did a DNA test. And the suspect has been named as Nathan Sutherland. Um, and they said that he was found through good old-fashioned police work. Did a, He submitted a DNA sample under a court order, and his DNA matched with the child. So uh, the parents said that the, the, the victim wasn't actually comatose. Uh, they said that... Uh, she has significant intellectual disabilities caused by seizures in childhood, um, but that she has feelings. She likes to be read to, enjoy soft music, and is capable of responding to people she's familiar with, especially family. So, fuck this dude like 15 times in six different ways, but he's been caught. They found him. Um, and he going to jail for... Not ever, because obviously, uh, while they care more about white women who are sexually assaulted, uh, they don't care that much. Look at, uh, what's that, what's the swimmer nigga's name? Blake, Blake Turner. So he'll probably do like four years, five, get out, talk about he wants to be a father to his child, that sort of shit. Yeah, that's... He can eat shit. Yeah, he can. For the rest of his days. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I just want to point out real quick, for those of y'all who are listening, that I don't give a fuck who wins this Super Bowl. I just don't want Tom Brady to have any fun doing it. I want Tom Brady to get injured. I just want to get that out the way. And it's not because of him as a player. It's because he rides with uh, Donald Trump and nobody brings that shit up anymore. But him and Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, I, I see a lot of black Patriot fans like, so we supposed to hold hold the whole team accountable because he a fan of Trump? Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> we, we actively not fucking with certain black people who are who have gone to bat for Trump. So... Uh, why not your favorite quarterback? 
I mean, if y'all white people can figure out a reason to hate Barry Bonds when he ain't did shit wrong, you can hate Tom Brady just a little bit. Just a little bit, but I'm quite sure 53% of y'all is going to like him just fine. So uh, that kind of ruins that whole idea. Yeah. It's a, the Super Bowl's not this week, is it? It's, it's, no, it's I the think week it's in February. Okay. Yeah, first, first Sunday in February. Okay. Just making sure. I think the Pro Bowl is this weekend. The, the what? The Pro Bowl. What happens there? Uh, it's it's like the all-star, all-star game. It's the all-star game for the NFL. I, I've never, I've heard about it. I don't think I've, I don't know anybody who's ever watched the Pro Bowl because they're not allowed to tackle people, are they? Like, it's like not, two-hand touch. Yeah, basically. The fuck? Why do I want to watch two? You know what? What they need to do is quit fucking around and bring back MTV's Rock and Jock. That's what they need to do. Stop playing with these niggas and make it fun again. That's what will bring... What, what? Also, the NBA should make their all-star game this same weekend and just slam dunk the NFL to hell. Oh, and a man uh, got arrested for uh, jacking off into a pillow at Walmart. Okay. That was not a gentle segue at all. (laughs) Very aggressive. Uh, Stewart police went to the Walmart on the 4,000 block of the Southeast Federal Highway in reference to a black man exposing himself in the pillow aisle. Walmart don't even really carry good pillows, so he's just real nasty. He just adding starch. Palmer was identified as the man evidently doing more than just browsing for bedding. But he asked why he was being arrested. An officer said it was because of a report that his penis was exposed and that he touched himself inappropriately. Palmer said, quote, Palmer said, quote, he was just itching himself because he has crabs. Okay. All right, that's enough. I just want to just ruminate on that for a second, on how black that statement is and how hood that statement is, because only a hood nigga would say they're itching something up rather than scratching something. Was he black? Yes. Damn. So instead of Krabby Patties, we got Krabby Pillows or Krabby Palmers. <laughs> when police reviewed surveillance video, they reported seeing rubbing and activities other than quote itching. <laughs> quote this continued for several minutes. When asked what he was thinking. Palmer told an officer that he wasn't thinking, but he should have been thinking. End quote. His ass should have been in the clinic instead of Walmart. Uh, (laughs) I'm never using another pillow from Walmart again. I just want to make that clear. I've never used one. I don't think my I don't. Nisha would tell me if she bought something from Walmart, but I'm cool. I was about to say you probably shouldn't have been using them from, from there to begin with. Yeah, I really only go there for candy and sodas. 
Well, that's that'll leave a sour taste in the. Hey, <laughs> that is mm. weird. Mm. So, I have a uh, couple basketball teams, and my eldest basketball team, my JV squad, uh, is completely convinced that they are better than some NBA basketball players. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, they didn't even know he was an all-star. Probably Tristan Thompson, at least. Nah, they went straight to the top. <laughs> they were like they could take Patty Mills. So I they we talked about this on the last episode of the Dream Team, and I kind of sent the message to Patty Mills that my kids want to play him one on one, and I've been waiting patiently. I don't know what kind of petty it would take to come down and play a bunch of JV basketball players in a game, but I'm hoping that he does it. I just want him to knock on the gym door like, hey, give me a second with your kids. And I just videotape him just mixing the shit out of each and every one of them over and over again. That's a move. Seeing kids get mixed up. Yeah. Especially these kids because they are so sincere that they'd be okay. Nah, coach. Trust me. He can't handle my skills. What skills exactly do you... What? What skills... Exactly, are we talking about here? Any of them? I got all of them, coach. I got all the game. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, go back on the bench, which is where you started off in the first place. A 33 year old man required medical treatment at a Dublin, Ireland hospital after he repeatedly injected himself with his own semen. Huh? After he repeatedly injected himself with his own semen in an unusual attempt to treat his lower back pain. Hmm. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the single simulcast. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> that whole idea is nutty. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, how did you come up with that? <laughs> oh, man. Let me see. See, men have these bad ideas and just can't help but to try and rub them out. Um, that was bad. That was good, though, but it was bad. Anyhow, the man, after injecting the semen in his arm, developed superhero abilities. <laughs> Hmm? No. In his wait, did you say in his arm? Yeah. But his back was hurting. But he injected his wait, wait, arm. Wait, wait, wait. So he like it, when you say in his arm, you mean like in his vein? Yeah. Come on. What in the Ray Charles? Oh my word. He was hoping that if you put it in his arm, it will get to his back. It's recycling. After injecting the semen into his arm, he developed a subcutaneous abscess on his right arm where he had been injecting himself on a monthly basis for one and a half years. Ew. That's awful. An intravenous antimicrobial uh, drip to treat the problems was started immediately, but the man opted to discharge 
himself without allowing doctors to make an decision to drain the local collection. I know, right? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. He had devised this cure independent of any medical advice. Upon further sure interrogation of this al of this alternative therapy, he revealed he had injected one monthly dose of semen for 18 consecutive months using a hypodermic needle, which had been purchased online. I don't I don't see what the big deal is here, people. Insurance is too damn high. I just want to know what he thought was in the semen. He's got a semen pocket on his arm. Right? Like, like what did he That's think gross. the semen was going to do? Help him fly. He thought it was like breast milk. He's a literal cum bucket. Like, he would have been better off, like, putting it in a pill and ingesting it. Than like shooting himself up with it. If he was like, if he was really good at like, I don't know. This is just. There's other ways to go about this. Are there? There are. are I mean, there? as far as like, as far as like, I mean, your veins aren't for some like gelatinous mass of anything. So it doesn't make any sense. I mean, he would have been better off spreading it on a piece of toast or something <laughs> than shooting himself up with it. I just, I, I just want to know which choice this was. Was this his first choice or was this trial number 483? After it should have been no choice. After he tried ketchup. He should have just put some tussin on his back. <laughs> he should have shot the tussin up. Uh -uh. Why are people nasty? His, his back must be fucked up for real, cause to nut enough in the book <laughs> <laughs> and collect it. <laughs> like, yo, your endorphins should never rest. <laughs> what's, mm. what's, what's really going on? Mm. And then he capturing it, he saving it. Like, how do you even? You know... So, thank you so much for having us. Um... <laughs> if you could come up with a different plan, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, but I got oh, nothing. Some Advil. <laughs> Icy hot. Like anything, some painkillers. Shit. Like okay. It cannot be like there's just it doesn't even make any sense that it would do anything in his veins. It's like he might as well had like shot himself up with Pepsi or anything. It's just no, that's not what the fuck this shit is for. Like it just I'm I'm flabbergasted. So is he that it didn't work for a year and a half. Yeah. Like the nigga kept trying. That's dedication. Right. That's a long time. That's that assumption. That's that a long time to be <laughs> to be nutting into a syringe and sticking it in your arm. You might as well just do crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. I never seen a crack a crackhead with back problems. <laughs> they some of the healthiest people you ever see. My yeah. minus the teeth. I'm gonna say yeah, literally. 
<laughs> Police were called to a Texas Walmart after a woman was reportedly drinking wine from a Pringles can and riding an electric cart in the parking lot. Turn What's up. the problem? <laughs> she was real, real people do real things. <laughs> Officers she recycling. <laughs> Listen, she's looking out she for the environment. She's looking out for her heart. It was probably sustainability. I think what we're missing here is the fact that now we all know that a Pringles can can hold liquid. Oh, oh no, I've been caught that. Well, you might have been new. <laughs> I'm about to be sneaking hella shit into the movie theater. Cavassier. Um, officers responded to a call around 9 a.m. about a suspicious oh, person in the store's parking cool. lot. Investigators found the woman at a nearby restaurant and told her she was banned from the Walmart. The caller said the woman had been riding around the store's parking lot since 6.30 a.m. Shit. Drinking wine <laughs> from the potato <laughs> chip can. Got that long of a battery life? Mm-hmm. You learn something new every day. I so my question is, how many Pringle cans of wine did she have? Cause when did she get started? <laughs> and my other question is, who was she bothering? She wasn't even in the Walmart. Apparently, she was at the Applebee's. And who's snitching? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she went. She she got her calisthenics in, drank some wine, then headed on over for a two for twenty. Which one Who's are y'all snitching? She probably, if she got them chicken wonton tacos, I know she a real one. I know. Ain't no shame in my game when it comes to Applebee's chicken wonton tacos. I mean, they even though the whole restaurant smell like mop water. <laughs> <laughs> but, it may be the only good thing that they have over there, honestly. It is. It, it truly is. is. I will never forget seeing, uh, I want to say it, it's an old, it's an, uh, a rapper who doesn't rap no more, maybe Mia X or somebody, adding Applebee's about their four cheese mac and cheese and how it was soupy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she should have got the chicken wonton tacos is where I was bringing this back to. Yeah. She needs to know, she needs to know their strengths and their weaknesses. They weaknesses, almost cheese, all of them. Everything. She needs to, if she just know they strength, she'll be a lot better off. It's the chicken wonton tacos. That's it. How you snitch on the bitch riding a hover around drinking wine out of a Pringles? <laughs> Who knew it was wine in the Pringles can? Right? That's you could. I, I would have just thought she was greedy. <laughs> Somebody was drinking that wine with her and got mad when she wouldn't share no more. Right? It was probably somebody else's Pringle can. <laughs> we were sitting outside together, and then she hopped on a cart and rolled off. And they called the police. Mm. A Jacksonville she had, she had the envy for the night. The only thing that would have made that story better is if they had a quote from her being like, I don't even shop at Walmart. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Which That would be funny. That would have just set the whole thing off. We're like, you're banned from the Walmart, ma'am. The what? I, I, what I, is that? I shop, I at, shop Target. at Target. Yep. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be caught dead in a Walmart. Hell, I would have said that even if they had footage of me being in Walmart every day. I don't give a damn. Me and my damn bear is mine. I'm too good for Walmart. Fuck y'all. I mean, it ain't like she got... You can't prove she got the wine out the Walmart. You can't prove she got the cart out the Walmart. You can't prove she got the Pringles out Walmart. Why are you mad? Just let the just let her do donuts in the parking lot. And she was on a power scooter. She wasn't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> like, not, at, not at three miles per hour. I mean, it ain't like she was driving drunk. Right. She was just steering drunk. Exactly. She was just scooting drunk. It ain't nothing wrong with a little scooting drunk. Mm-hmm. At all. <laughs> I mean, I could see if there was another person out there with a Pringles container full of cognac and they were playing bumper cars in the parking lot. Then that would have been a bit of an issue. But she by herself. Did you just tell us your your dream uh, day at Walmart on the low? Guess what I'm doing for my 40th birthday? That. (laughs) A Jacksonville drunken bumper scooter. I'm just saying. It sounds like it's funny. You can't arrest me. Well, I mean, if you damage their property, I'm pretty sure they can. <laughs> 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 we might need to go back to the drawing board on this one. Yeah, maybe. A Jacksonville KFC worker committed restaurant health violations, multiple ones, and then was arrested after hitting a customer with chicken, police said. The first incident being caught on video led to the second incident also caught on video, both from the night of December 29th. Ronald, well, okay. hmm? chicken is hard as a brick, so the biscuits, the biscuits would have killed somebody. Oh, yeah, definitely. I saw somebody use a KFC biscuit to break a window once. They were locked out. They walked out to their car. They grabbed a uh, KFC biscuit that had been in their car for a day or so because they were nasty. They wrapped it up in a towel and they swung it like a slingshot and ripped it through the window and reached through the window and unlocked the door. I believe it. I believe it. KFC biscuits so hard, plus Superman couldn't punch through them bitches. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Popeye's biscuits will choke you out, but KFC biscuits will give you a straight concussion. And if you put them in the microwave to warm them up, all you're doing is making a real rock. And they got fake-ass butter sauce. Butter sauce. Butter sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Ronald Jenkins called the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office that night and showed them the video from his visit to the KFC. And in the video, Jenkins notes that the woman working the drive through window, Shade Simmons, handles his payment, then goes directly to handling food without washing her hands or donning gloves. That would be considered a high-priority violation. Amongst the... Amongst that KFC seven violations on its July 13, 2018 inspection was an intermediate violation for hand wash sink blocked by white fan and drive through area. Jenkins begins to record Simmons. Simmons returns to the window to ask, why was you recording? Jenkins replied, whatever I wish. This is America, remember? You forgot where you live? As Simmons uh, gave her opinion via the middle finger, then returned to fixing the order, Jenkins said, this is the United States of America. 
recording you fixing food with no gloves, no nothing, just take my money. Upon return, Simmons opened the drive through window and at least swings, if not flings, the bag of food at Jenkins and definitely hits his recording device. The JSO officer watching the video put in the arrest report that Simmons tossed the food at Jenkins, striking him in the face. The sheriff's <laughs> officer said Jenkins or said Simmons' version was that Jenkins snatched the food away from her, and when Jenkins attempted to snatch the food, she let go of it and observed the food land in Jenkins' lap. But there's a video. <laughs> she got hit in the face with chicken like Latoya from 3LW. <laughs> Three old chicken. I'm getting a little sick and tired of these broken wings and legs. <laughs> well, sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do for when a motherfucker trying you. We're not gonna make it. <laughs> She working at KFC, so I know she annoyed. Man, you know what annoys me about KFC? The fact that they still think they make good food. Yeah. That's not even a joke. That's just, they really think they doing something. Like, amongst all the Popeyes in the world, and, and, and let's be honest, KFC is now running below Boston Market, El Pollo Loco, Churches, Long John Silvers, whatever fish place you got to serve chicken. So, you know, but they just think, nah, we, we make good food here. You'll respect us. No, the fuck I won't. But somebody made a KFC gravy or somebody made a candle that smelled like KFC gravy. Because why not? KFC's launching its very own gravy-scented candle. I never Sounds knew. terrible. Here's how you can get one for free, Shantae. Oh, <laughs> All you have to do is enter your name and address to KFC on KFC's website. Yeah, they, I'll pass. They say that the KFC gravy candle has been expertly infused with the soothing aromas of nation of the nation's favorite gravy. Apparently, the nation's favorite gravy to that guy was the sperm that he was shooting in his arm. So uh, that's uh, already one person. Mm -hmm. The Colonel's trusted perfumer said, "What an honor it was to create a candle with such a highly beloved scent." Initially, the different ingredients within the gravy were split into their constituent parts and fragrances, fragrances matched to each. Then the scent was built component by component in the similar ratios as KFC's iconic gravy. The artisanal approach to creating the candles was crucial to ensure the familiar and evocative aromas of gravy was perfectly captured. They really believe this shit. They they want you to have they want you to love their candles, Curtis. The same company that dressed Reba McIntyre up as the Colonel wants me to believe yeah. that they have the most iconic gravy in America. <laughs> so much so 
that they say, Glade, move the fuck over. We have a new candle for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Better homes and gardens. Hold my beer. I got a candle for you. <laughs> like, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. If like I, they really put that gravy dick on the table with this shit. I'm I have confusion. If I could eat any candle, it would be this one. I mean, the sad part is if you eat Glad the candle, like it probably it. is actual gravy. Gravy probably is made with wax. Exactly. I was gonna say it probably tastes better than their actual gravy. I'm, I'll, I'll take the gravy over them biscuits. Those those are grave robber biscuits. I, mm. <laughs> those are is your life insurance policy up to date biscuits. I ain't gonna be able to do it. Because mm-hmm. at least with Popeye's biscuits, like you will choke. But if you eat it within like the first thirty seconds of getting it, it's doable. I, I, I feel like with Popeye's biscuits, you need to do something else with them. Like, it can't just be Popeye's biscuits by themselves. It has to be like Popeye's biscuits and milk. And you have to put, like, honey on it immediately. And... No. If you if you get a good biscuit and it's still, like, not warm but hot and they buttered it right, you don't need anything else. However, it's a very small window where this is possible. <laughs> then you're going to need some Kool-Aid or something. Speaking of Kool-Aid, Florida's Secretary of State resigned on Thursday, hours after a newspaper revealed photos of him posing in blackface at a Halloween party 14 years ago to, mark, to mock Hurricane Katrina victims. Oh. oh, so you're just a piece of shit from multiple directions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good for you, piece of shit. Rotten hell. Suffer. Suffer, motherfucker. The photos were taken in 2005, the paper reported, at a Halloween party eight months after Ertel was appointed supervisor of elections in Seminole County. They show Ertel portraying a Katrina victim. He's wearing blackface, red lipstick, earrings, and a New Orleans Saints bandana. And just to make sure you knew it, he's also wearing falsies under a a purple t-shirt that had Katrina victim written on it. Hmm. I'm just at what point was that ever funny to white people now like hmm. always racism will never stop being funny to white people until you say that they're racist then all of a sudden that's not funny mister I'm not racist I use black trash bags I'm not racist. My friend's next door neighbor's black and I haven't called the cops on them in weeks. <laughs> well, if, I'm glad he was a stupid bitch. If I was racist, I'd know it. <laughs> That's one that I've heard recently. I'd know if I was racist. You can't just tell me I'm racist. So... Uh, you know how there's flu shots that people are supposed to get but don't because they're scared of needles? Mm-hmm. Here's your solution. Pre-infected tissues 
claim to help you prepare for flu season. They cost eighty dollars a piece. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> While the company states on this website that its tissues quote carry a human sneeze. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> It later explains on the product page that it's specifically engineered to contain and absorb colloid buildup, salts, and antiseptic enzymes. Suggesting that the tissues are manufactured rather than sneezed into by random people. Nope. I just, I just... I just get mad because I miss out on all these opportunities to do dumb shit and get rich for them. That's all. I just want to do dumb shit and get rich. Be a Twitch gamer. Um, President. Apparently that's something that could be done. President Trump uh, asked if they, if we be willing, if Democrats be willing to give them a down payment for the wall. Can I just get a, a promise ring? For the wall, and, and they're like, no. Nope. What? Still no? Oh, nope. Can't do it. Okay. A former Mormon conversion therapist says that he'll be choosing to pursue life as a gay man. Okay. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. All I got is okay. I mean, I mean, you know. live your live. I mean, but the thing is more about the fact that you had a chance to stand up and 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 say this shit's wrong, and you made it your job for multiple years as a Mormon convergent therapist from Utah. You could have really made a difference out there. Yeah. I mean, the harm that this person has more than likely caused does not make it okay. Or, you know, he still deserves to be criticized Mm -hmm. for this, for his uh, choice to be a conversion therapist. Yeah. And last but not least, a 10-year-old kid won a science fair by proving that Tom Brady's a cheater. Swag. (laughs) A 10-year-old kid from Lexington, Kentucky, who created a science fair project about Tom Brady. Uh, While kids in New England might be trying to find out how to scientifically prove that Brady's the greatest quarterback who ever lived, Ace decided to go in a different direction. He created a science fair project to prove that Brady is a cheater. He's going on the district. Uh, he wanted to show the deflated footballs gave Brady a competitive advantage. On his poster, he included the results of experiments he did with his mom and sister. Each of them threw footballs of varying inflation, and he measured the distance of each one and calculated the average. He found the least inflated football traveled the farthest, therefore giving Brady a competitive advantage. Huh. Well, ain't that something? No wonder he's going on to district. His 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 science must have been very sound. Yep, he really did that shit. He really, really hates Tom Brady too. Well, well, yeah. I hope he wins, 
uh, his his district uh, science fair, and I hope that Tom Brady loses the Super Bowl. So there we go. Over and over again, Mike. Seriously, fuck Tom Brady. Yeah. So, Curtis, Candace, anything y'all want to talk about? <laughs> uh, you know, I think this whole process with Curtis and I getting a, our own network up and running, it, it, well, it made perfectly clear that podcasting is not for everybody. It's, uh... I know it seems like the the now thing, the it thing, but there takes a a great level of dedication to start a podcast, keep a podcast going, or even venture into a a network for podcasts. And if you're not committed to learning, learning about it, uh, being committed to it, um, you know, creating, like it, it requires creating content on a regular basis, you know, if you're not committed to that, you should not do it. And you shouldn't waste your time or anybody else's time doing it. Because uh, this hasn't been, uh, you know, a, a fly-by-night process. We just snapped our fingers and, like, here we was. A lot of critical thinking and a lot of, you know, sitting down, talking, coming up with plans and processing and, you know, being on the same accord. So if you're not willing to... Put your best foot forward. You sh- you should not be podcasting. You know you should you should tweet or get on Facebook. You know something like that. I don't know. It's been a lot of work. So yeah, it's kind of something that I've been thinking about as we journey through this. I just I feel like. If you stick with it for a while, people think that they're just going to hit their stride. And that doesn't always happen. Sometimes there's no stride for you to hit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just, I mean, I, no matter how long I try and do it, I can't knit. If I keep doing it, I'll get better, but I will never be like, I don't think I want to put forth that kind of effort to be that good and I don't think people really want to put forth the effort to be what they think they should be as far as podcasts sometimes so I understand I feel you and and I'm not you know I don't want to deter anybody but you have to you have to be able to take criticism about what you do and any anything you step step foot into some people just are not good at podcasting it it takes a certain chemistry. It takes a certain rapport. It takes, t- you know, you have to dedicate time to it. You have to learn the basics and then go beyond the basics. Like, some people just will never be good at that kind of stuff. And that's okay. We all have our thing. But for some of y'all, this this, this ain't it. It's just not. And that's Okay. Good luck, everybody. May the odds be forever in your favor, I I guess. That's all I got. I've gotten past the point. 
Remember that one episode, Candace of Ratchet Ramblers, where I was like, I'm not gonna waste my time because y'all gonna do what the fuck y'all wanna do anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the same. I used to be like that very, up until very recently. Like, oh, you know, it ain't for everybody. That do what the fuck y'all want. I don't really care anymore. If your shit sucks and someone tells you it sucks, be open to it or beat their ass in Temecula. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I mean, I don't disagree with what y'all saying. I definitely do. But it's just like, at this point, people will do what they want to do. So... This is America. I, I see that. I will say this, though. <laughs> if you have a resource around you to help you get things started and ask questions, take advantage of it. Mm. Or pay somebody to help you flesh things out. Because if you, if you start a podcast with some sort of semblance of a plan, it's much easier to execute than figuring out those first few episodes when you struggle. And the only reason I say that is because I've seen a lot of podcasts not make it past episode three because they they didn't take into account how much work it is. And when you just kind of be like, okay, we just going to sit in front of the mic and talk. Even if you do that, someone has to do some research to so y'all know what to talk about. But Good luck, everybody. Or, you know, when they um, only have enough topics for three episodes and then they just stop. Because I don't have I don't I don't have anything else to talk about. Then why'd you start? That's the question. Whenever someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, too. I'm like, oh, okay, what you going to be talking about? Is it sustainable or is it just like you have very strong thoughts on this one topic or maybe these three topics? It's like, well, maybe just do some blog posts or some Facebook posts. Just because. podcast. There's a lot of podcasts who, if you reach out to them, especially like newer ones that are on, you know, Flawless Noises, I mean, we're open to having guests on, on the podcast, but. Yeah, some of the some some content is not sustainable for the long run. You're not going to get multiple years out of certain types of podcasts. And it's, it's nothing wrong with doing a limited series podcast because I feel like that's just now starting to really kind of be a thing. It's nothing wrong with it. Be like, okay, we gonna hit this ten episodes and we done. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Lord, let me be quiet now, though, because I'm about to start getting petty when I said I didn't care. <laughs> we, we, um, I just, I like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, being stagnant is is not not for for us. Uh, I'm not stagnant in any part of my life. I I aim not to ever be. And I just felt like if I'm going to keep podcasting, I want to make an impact. You know, I don't want to be that little uh, unheard of podcast for many days to come. And I'm not saying I ever want us to be, will ever be so famous and have these big endorsements. But I want to actively strive for, you know, continual improvement in, in podcasting, or else what's the point? If you're not going to get better at it, why do it? So, 
know. But you should take that into every aspect of life. If you're not willing to get better at things that you put your hands on, people you involve yourself with, what's the purpose? Why are you there? You know, because, damn it, I'm funny. A lot of people not even really funny, for real. I've been wanting to get that off my chest for a long time. Well, shit, like, that I, hurts. Not, I'm not saying, now I'm just saying, when I listen, like, even, like, not even just podcasts, but, you know, web series and, you know, these uh, social media viral comedians, a lot of them aren't funny. Um, they problematic and, and when you always saying shit that you shouldn't be saying people tend to flock to it because it's provocative get some people going uh, yeah but a lot of a lot of what I see on social media is it's not funny it's not well thought out a lot of it is low hanging fruit as we always see as we see with you know solidified people in, in comedy and TV and now these newer social media people, like they always take the low hanging fruit, the you know the gay jokes, the 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 black women jokes, the the you a hoe jokes, the you know you know things like they always take the low hanging fruit. They're not ever truly funny. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Thank Me too. You. I was I was like you know what, if she doesn't get that off her chest, she's gonna explode. Yeah, a lot of y'all aren't funny, especially you social media comedians. Y'all aren't funny. Hi. Oh my god, I <laughs> I recently saw like a video or skit. It was a lesbian woman, and she had her fingers taped up, and she, they looked like claws or something. And she she said that it was akin to. A man having a vasectomy or something—it was really weird. It wasn't funny at all, and so many people thought it was, but it was just awkward. What? I got a question. I'm hoping that y'all know something more about it because I—I I don't. Who's Marie Kondo? She's the lady that she wrote a book called "Tidying Up." which is basically about like reorganizing the things in your home by assessing what you have and keeping the things that bring you joy and giving away or getting rid of the things that don't. People really doing that? Yeah. I mean, she wrote a book. I mean, she's got, I mean, yes, she's like mad, super duper famous, I think in Japan. And she's got, I want to say two books out and I think they came out I want to I want to say she has two books and, and the so Netflix yeah and 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 the, you're right and then the series on Netflix that came out this year she's a big fucking deal hmm. as uh, far as organizing and shit is concerned she's a big fucking deal and she recently I believe she recently came under some scrutiny because she basically said don't just apply this to things apply it to people <laughs> oh shit she said apply it to people yeah she's oh like, wow like, I, don't, I can't wow i can't if, believe she i can't believe she said some shit like that not bringing you happiness and joy friends family anybody else uh let it go 
I mean, I don't understand. I don't feel like that's terrible advice. I mean, especially especially with people who you really can, like you feel like you're beholden to them, and they are definitely bringing you more drama, more negativity than joy. Yes, you should. I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have probably said that. It's just like you got sometimes you got to cut a man loose. Listen. Uh. I I plan to kind of catch up on her Netflix show just based based on that little tidbit of information. Uh, she seems like a smart woman. Yeah, it was. Re- I mean, I I thought the show was well done, especially with the way they explained it and everything. Explained her process and her reasoning behind doing it the way that she was saying to do everything. It was just like the shit kind of was like, okay, fuck it, this makes sense. She's giving you step-by-step instructions, telling you that you start with this and then leave this other thing for last because it's probably going to be super emotional when you get to this thing. And, you know, but you'll have the practice of doing all these other things so that when you get to this super emotional thing, you'll be okay you know, you'll have the practice to deal with it versus like trying to start with something. Because the, the, the first thing that she wants you to do is clothing. And the final thing that she wants you to do are sentimental items. And so by doing the clothing, doing your housewares, doing, you know, knickknacks and all that other stuff, by the time you get to the stuff that's sentimental, You'll know what you want to keep. You'll know what that feeling of joy is. So you won't be going back and forth like you might be going back and forth if you had tried to tackle, you know, all the sentimental shit first. Uh, am I, maybe I'm, I might be a piece. I, well, we know that I'm a piece of shit. Let me clear that up. But <laughs> in regards to this topic, my whole house would be empty. Because <laughs> I just am not a person that gets very tied to things at all. Like, you know, you know, of course, like, stuff like, you know, pictures or, you know, maybe some jewelry or something that a parent or grandparent gave you. But, like, if I had to just sit down and be like, okay, I'm really emotionally attached to this, it probably wouldn't be shit in my house. It can go. I mean, it's stuff. I just always am amazed at how, like, people get to stuff. Stuff that deteriorates over years, you know. So, he's right up my alley. I just, I, I can't hang on to stuff that long. The only thing I hang on to is grudges. I never throw those out because you never know when you'll need them. And receipts. But other than that, I, I mean, I just, I don't see the, the, the benefit of a lot of stuff like birthday cards. I don't. Oh, yeah, people who keep birthday cards, Christmas cards, cards from baby showers. I'd be like, what are you doing? Get the money out the card and go. Mm-hmm. Like, just matter of fact, just put a put the money into an envelope. You don't even need the card. I won't act like I'm reading it. You won't act like you care if I read it. Just put the, you know, and I'll be happy. But we were initially saying, do you have any shout outs? Uh, yeah. 
Well, shout out to you and Shantae for having us on and giving us an opportunity to on our new network and the shows. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to the shows that came over with us and their co-hosts. Um, I got a birthday coming up, so let me just go in and shout out my husband so I can butter him up a little bit. Uh, hey, babe. Um, y'all heard London in the background mm-hmm. today. He's a make a guest appearance but uh yeah and a big shout out to curtis who's been helping me learn as we go through this process and uh figure things out and get something that we believe is going to be truly great off the ground yeah i agree with all of those shout out to y'all shout out to candace with the the wizardry on the graphics and all of the business stuff because lord knows i was looking like, um, good luck, everybody. Well, we out here and working together, and it's been good. So, Shante, uh, yeah, shout out to, to Curtis and Candace being on the show, and shout out to everybody who you know continues to rock with us. We appreciate you. The single simulcast, uh, episode 330. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, y'all be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, you slip.